Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive, another beautiful spring day hope everybody doing well bill dan and drew the regular crew here in the studio for the thursday drive a day where there is some big news that is unusual well there's an unusual basis we've talked a little bit about we'll we'll get into it here but alabama on the day that they're supposed to that they're starting a series against vanderbilt in baseball, fires its baseball coach, Brad Bohannon. We will uh, we'll give you the information that we have to this point. Uh, as we continue, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll tell you how you can join us momentarily uh, after we let you know that our number one of the drive is brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one, and they are the sponsor of the hotline, the Kia of Auburn hotline. You can call in 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. And as we... Uh, as we get things started, I mean, that is the top story. I mean, ESPN, it's its top story. Um, and as the day has progressed, obviously more and more investigating and uh, bits and pieces coming out that would explain the statement that we saw, I guess it was mid-morning today from Alabama, uh, announcing that Athletics Director uh, Greg Byrne had started the process of terminating Brad Bohannon, you want to uh, give him some of the um, some some of the more damning news that has come out as ESPN, um, and, and I'm not familiar with David Purdom, uh, but but uh, David Purdom uh, with a story saying that Brad Bohannon has been linked to a prominent bettor. Yeah, so the uh, Brad Bohannon, since we ended the show on Wednesday, Brad Bohannon has been fired as Alabama baseball coach. That news breaking earlier today. Uh, if, if you were if you're listening earlier, we, we, we've been talking about it, but uh, th- this all relates back to as far, as far as we know, this started with Friday's game uh, between Alabama and LSU. Uh, Alabama had a pitching scratch late in that game. Their ace was supposed to start. Uh, he, he had a, an injury. They went with a bullpen game instead with the closer uh, starting the game. Uh, and there was a belief that some bets placed at the ballpark in Cincinnati, the Great American Ballpark, the Reds' mm-hmm. home ballpark, has a has an, a, a casino or a sports book. That I did not know. I, I was I was yeah I was intrigued when I saw that. That the Reds were playing at Oakland, and the parlay was uh, apparently Reds A's along with uh, LSU Alabama. So, so there was a bet that was suspicious for, and we still don't really know what exactly was suspicious, of, or, or as far as... I, I, I think it, it has to be the, quote, 
large amount, unquote. That's that's what I, I've read that in multiple places, a suspicious large bet on college baseball. And I've seen a couple of reports saying, what is a large bet on college baseball? And it took a couple of um, uh, casinos and had and got responses from them. And it's very unusual for any of them to get a bet of $100 on a regular season college baseball game. Four, so this is this is significantly larger a, than that. A four-figure or five-figure wager right. on a regular season college baseball game is, is unusual. And, and I think that it's, it's also uh, suspicious in the eyes of the investigators that maybe this wager was placed before news of a pitching change now that's, was made public. That's one of the things I heard... On uh, I was back and forth between a couple of things on the MLB network on uh, uh, earlier today. The fellas on there were saying that the bet was placed before it was public knowledge that there was a change, and th- and that would be. Uh, very concerning to investigators and to people, I think, within the University of Alabama, yep. because that would indicate that somebody within the program with uh, access to, uh, to to important information is leaking that information to somebody who is using it to gamble. And mm-hmm. now, with you know, we, we speculated on that yesterday with the limited amount of facts we have, and now there's been the firing of the head coach, Brad Bohannon. You alluded to the story on ESPN.com from David Purdom, uh, who has, uh, who's written, and I quote, Sportsbook surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time, multiple sources with direct information. Oh, that, that right about there the is reason for firing. That's told cause. ESPN, unquote. Yeah, I mean, if, if he, I mean, and so if, if they have proof of that, that he was communicating with Alabama's head coach while he was placing the bets, and it was before it was public knowledge that there had been a change uh, in the starting pitcher, because, yes, like I said, MLB, uh, MLB radio said that the bet was placed after the starting pitcher, the the original starting pitcher had been announced, but before the change was announced. Yeah, the, the second paragraph of the David Purdom story, sportsbook surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time. Multiple sources with direct information about the investigation told ESPN, unquote. Which is, if that's true, like you said... If that's true, that is one of the dumbest things that that you could ever do, would be, hey, just... I mean, if that were indeed... If that indeed, and and there's no reason to, to believe it's not, if multiple sources said so, how blatant is that? Uh, do you not think that uh, if if you're passing information along to someone who's placing a bet, wouldn't you at least strongly encourage them to keep it quiet? Uh, well, and and there's other other context clues we can use to make to, to believe that this information might be true, including Alabama firing Brad Bahannon as quickly as they oh did. yes, <clears throat> which which would suggest that and that would also explain why Alabama didn't have any response <laughs> immediately. They were getting everything together. Uh, and and they're they're at least fortunate they didn't have the oh everything's fine you know and, and we're investigating. You know, Al- Alabama will uh, there will be an ongoing review according to the university and they're and they're not going to comment publicly about this. But this is uh, uh, yeah this is I'm trying to see legally where this could go. There's certainly NCAA regulations. Um, there's a spokesperson for the NCAA uh, that has said uh, it's, it's quoted in the David Purdom story quote. 
The NCAA takes sports wagering very seriously and is committed to the protection of student-athlete well-being and the integrity of competition. We will work with our partners to protect student-athletes and the sports they play. The association is monitoring the situation, unquote. Uh, and there is, uh, uh, there's been a quote from Greg Sankey as well, because if, a, if, if multiple states are pulling a... Oh yeah, a specific. Not team. just it was uh, Ohio, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and all and all pulled. States are following betting suit, on which, Alabama baseball. I mean, and there and we've uh, David Purdom alludes to the NOLA dot com story that we've referenced earlier in the week, where Ronnie Johns was quoted. The uh, uh, he, he's the uh, executive director of the new of the Louisiana Contro- Gaming Control Board. Uh, you know, he, he seemed to indicate that Alabama was involved and not LSU. Uh, this has been building for a while, and it seems. Uh, what, what do you think, Bill? If if this is true, career career. I mean, the, the career for Brad Bohannon is done. Is, done. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a college baseball coach. Yeah, no question. I mean, NCAA, I mean, especially uh, at the amateur level, he's done. Because the NCAA, I mean, that's one of the things. Uh, the NCAA is absolutely, um, you know, adamant about, and that is any association with gambling. So, I mean, if, yeah, that, that would be the end of his days at any NCAA-sanctioned um, sport and and this is the I mean, th- this is one of the concerns folks had with the legalization of gambling happening across America, right, Bill? I mean, this is something that people worried about that you could have, right? You could have the the gambling equivalent of insider trading happening, and we and we don't know if there was. I mean, there, there's not enough information about if if Brad Bahannon was providing, uh, in, you know, in, inside info to someone who was gambling on it. What he stood to gain from it, or or what what the circumstances are, his relationship to the person on the phone, none, none of that, that stuff. That doesn't matter, though. It, it doesn't. It matter. Doesn't matter if he was doing that. Then that's it. Right, and and that's something that as as gambling became more accessible in the last few years to the average person uh, and and the average student athlete and the average coach, for that matter, uh, it, it's something that you know there there have been there have been folks you know saying. There's going to be a canary in the coal mine. There's going to be an incident that makes this a very serious issue to talk about across across college athletics. And, and now that a coach has lost his job, seemingly in a gambling scandal, we you know I, I wonder if it's something that th- there's going to be. Th- this feels like the kind of thing that could lead to a talk inside every locker room in college athletics about what you absolutely cannot be doing with. Gambling rules having changed recently in the United States, sure, and especially sports gambling rules having changed very recently in the United States. I, I, I'm surprised. Well, I'd be surprised if it's not supposed to be one of the topics that is uh, very, very important that is mentioned every, you know, at the beginning of every season or at the time any time any team starts to gather uh, and practice. I mean that's that's something that should be near, if not at the very forefront, is gambling because that is and the concerns with gambling and the implications and the results of anything to do with gambling. And, there, and there's David Purdom right right there on ESPN two talking about uh, his story just just to indicate uh, how big of a uh, oh, of, yes. of a deal this is in, in the world of sports and. You know, I, I don't know if I don't know if the termination of Brad Bahannon necessarily ends it, right? I mean, there's going to be uh, you, you have to wonder, and and there's you know there've been some questions about this. It has not been it has been one of the rockiest 
uh, academic quarters. years. Quarters. Oh, sure, I would yeah. say, you know, since Jan, look at look at some of the things that have happened in the uh, around the Alabama athletics department since January, and it's very difficult to say. Well, any of them are directly Greg Burns' fault, but they're all under his. You know that they're all under his purview. There, uh, I mean, so many different sports with so many embarrassments and black eyes. Yeah, and the way the university handles it is directly mm-hmm. related to Greg Byrne. That's that's his purview. And this this Brad Bahannon thing. You know, now the questions are going to be: Were there any warning signs before? How about this, Bill? Do you, upon hearing these these allegations, uh, you know, the details from the ESPN.com story? Does it sound like this was the first time something like this could have happened, or could this have been the first time that there? You know what I mean? Like, is this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, right? Like, it, I, there, there's there's probably questions about other games that that Alabama has played in recent years, just because because this is this is such a troubling incident. And yeah, I don't now, know. Now there's going to be pressure. Don't, don't on. worry. There will be plenty of investigating yes. into uh, many many games. Uh, under, under Brad Bohannon's leadership. And, and the reason we wanted to talk about this in the last couple of days is because maybe, just maybe, you know, it was the, it was the, you know, the first couple of drops in a rainstorm before a downpour. Like, th- this was the, th- there were signs the last couple of days that something really big was going to happen related to this story. And, you know, I, I didn't know when we were talking about it earlier in the week that Brad Bahannon was going to lose his job. No, no, I didn't either. I was, saying, I was, you know, I was wondering, well, who was involved? What question is there? Um, yeah, I would think uh, it, it's hard to imagine this is, uh, you know, this is the first time. Because it sounded like somebody was just sort of uh, casually mentioning, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got a great tip from Coach. Uh, on the game, I mean, because when, when multiple sources are saying, "Oh yeah, he was talking with with the coach while he was making the bet," it's it's a a bizarre and yeah, deeply troubling sort of deal that that Brad Bahannon may have been. I mean, the, the allegation that a head coach in the SEC was providing inside information to people mm-hmm. that they were using to gamble is, and and to be as casual about it as to be talking on the phone with somebody. Like while while they're in the casino placing the wager, according to the ESPN.com story right. that says they've got surveillance saying exactly that. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, this this doesn't even with Brad Bahannon having lost his job. I, I feel like we're still going to hear more about this story over the next few weeks and months. And uh, Alabama making the move today to try to get out in front of it as best they can by firing Brad Bahannon immediately upon hearing uh, some of these. Uh, and you wonder if. You know, if, if Alabama was, you know, when, when did Alabama become aware of those allegations that Brad Bohannon was on? Oh, the, that's right. Because, well, yeah, they, that's why you, you have to act as quickly as possible the longer you drag something like this when there is information. Now, uh, I guess Purdom's story came out the, before the firing, right? The, uh, I mean, well, the first line of, of Purdom's story is Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon was fired Thursday amid. So I wonder okay, if this is the story. I, I was looking at a story on AL.com that talked about a story that came out. Well, maybe, maybe David Purdom, I guess, has David Purdom, the person who has written all these, uh, everything on ESPN about he's, Alabama he's their, baseball? He's, he's their, uh, their lead gambling industry journalist. So he's a former AJC writer. Yeah, okay, so, so maybe not. Maybe 
after really? Alabama announced the firing. I just wondered. I Thamel has also written about this. I just wondered, was there anything out there about possible links to the better before Alabama made the per- announcement? Purdom, Purdom did write another story on ESPN.com. He wrote the story about Ohio having uh, halting the activity, and I think that was the okay. that was the first so story. So that, that was his pre-firing story, the, the, then he wrote the, the follow-up. The story, okay. the story reporting that Ohio had pulled Alabama games off the board was the first sort of knowledge publicly that something had happened involving a, a suspicious wager in the Alabama-LSU game last Friday. And now, yeah, the, the, the ball started rolling there. David, David Purdom wrote both stories. All right. Uh, we need to get to our first break of the afternoon. Well, obviously, we'll talk other news, but that is the top story in sports at the moment. And it's, uh, uh, can, you know, continuing more information coming out as Alabama has fired baseball coach Brad Bohannon here on this Thursday. We'll get to our first break on the Thursday drive. Love for you to join in. 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 22 minutes after 4 o'clock here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. And let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And John's up first. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. I got a couple of questions about your uh, lead-off topic. How do you have video surveillance of a uh, somebody making a bet in a casino in uh, Cincinnati and the coach that's either at, in LSU or either uh, wherever they played? The day of, that don't make any sense. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that they had video of both ends. Uh, maybe they've got audio as well as video there at the uh, at the casino. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll read. I'll read the. I'll read the paragraph again because they don't get into the details of it. But sportsbook surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time. Multiple sources with direct information about the investigation told ESPN. So that could be that could be text messages that they can pick up. On video, uh, that that could be that could be a, a call where they get enough of one side of the conversation to indicate that he's talking with the coach. I don't know specifically how, but it, you know, it's it's uh, that, that's that's what the that's what ESPN was told by folks who have been uh, investigating the uh, suspicious wager in Ohio. Yeah, Alabama doesn't have any uh, regulated uh, sports gaming industries, but evidently Ohio does. So that would probably. Want to be in a criminal matter with intended to fraud, also. So, yeah, I was, and, I was, uh, you know, I was wondering, John, about jurisdiction in in that situation where if if the is it does it matter where the game took place or if there were wagers happening across the country, every state with a gaming board could take uh, could could take issue with it if, if if action was taken on the game. I'm not sure, but uh, for him to willingly uh, for them to have that information for the the guy to give that information, they had to have some kind of a subpoena or threatening to put him in jail power he just didn't voluntarily hand over his phone or his you know his contact information probably not no you're i think you're right on there john remarkable how quickly this happens yeah no kidding so but uh yeah he will never if this is true he will never be uh his career in coaching is done yes yeah i mean he might be he might be able to coach uh you know t-ball uh maybe yeah 
maybe maybe high school at high school level in ten years. Yeah, but from but, now, but he would not be able to coach at the college or the professional could a, level. Could a, could a could a private school bring him in? Are the rules different there? No, like I don't imagine pri- they could. You like mean a, a private college, a private high school, or a private middle school, or something? Like I wonder if maybe that option that would, that you know, may be the ceiling for him. Yeah, I, I wonder if if that would be you know maybe a, if you overlook the if you overlook the gambling scandal at the end, like maybe it would be an attractive option to coach baseball for you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked. Uh, I mean, that's just just kind of hard to believe. No kidding. But uh, that that wasn't that Butch's right hand man for a while. Yes, he was. And I mean, he was he was the top assistant at Kentucky, and you know, very very highly regarded and very well liked by an awful lot of people at at his prior stops. Sterling reputation. I should also mention it's it's not just the allegation coming from ESPN in that in that article. The 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 Alabama release didn't get into specifics, but they did indicate he had violated the standards. Right. And that's the quote they used. Well, violating the standards of an Alabama employee. You know, there, there's a lawsuit against him from a former player as well that's uh, still pending. Yeah, I heard a quote today. Is that as a, if you're an Alabama fan, it was a bad week to give up sniffing glue. <laughs> yep. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, like I said, uh, that's just a uh, still unbelievable. Uh, my mouth was hung open when I saw that earlier today. But yeah. uh, I appreciate y'all's time. Yeah, absolutely, John. Thanks for the call. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you. I mean, I, I talked with a couple of people that uh, you know have been close to uh, baseball, college baseball, Auburn baseball. And they they were, until the news came out this morning, and I haven't talked to them since then, were saying there's no way that Brad Bohannon could be involved in anything like this. He's just such a great guy. But, I mean, gambling is is something that can, you know, can, can, can get people. You can't just tell by, oh, the personality of someone whether they're going to, you know, um, be involved with gambling. And, and, and the the most recent uh, David uh, Purdom story, the, the one that the one that reports on the firing and some of the details, including this about the sports book. I mean, there's a few paragraphs where you like you think you think all the details are out there. Listen to this, Bill. Indiana gaming regulators were also alerted to suspicious bets on the Alabama LSU game that were placed with sports books in the Hoosier state. Indiana has halted all betting on Alabama baseball and instructed sports books to refund any futures wagers on the Crimson Tide. God, is there like a network of people that got a text about something? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's your mind jumps to something yeah. like that, but you wonder if suspicious bets were being placed in different states. Four, four, four states now. All now, on the Alabama-LSU game? Yeah, I mean, so Pennsylvania, Indiana, Ohio, and New Jersey are the states that have ordered their sports books to halt betting on Alabama baseball. Uh, the, the one would believe that all four of those states have... Uh, have have investigations from their gaming boards, their gaming control boards. A spokesman for the Pennsylvania board uh, said was uh, that the ban is quote a matter of precaution and will last until further notice unquote. So yeah, I mean th- this feels like a uh, I mean it, it's and and you know it, we'll, we'll it, that now we did, I don't think we've mentioned this the Pete Thamel story uh-huh. have uh, not seen so it. The Pete Thamel story says that there is no quote. Uh, a source familiar with the investigation told ESPN's Pete Thamel there is no reason to believe any student athletes are involved. Unquote. No, that's that's one of the things I heard this morning. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's that's the uh, that was uh, the uh, another thing that I heard on the MLB report was this was strictly Brad Bohannon. That it was yeah. no question. There was no concern about student athletes. It was 
the head coach. And it just, I mean, it gets into, you know, I, I think the investigation, and we'll, we'll see how much of it ever becomes public, but, you know, then, then the questions are going to be if, if he was, if he was, you know, if, if it was a... Were they throwing games? If it was a sophisticated operation, you know, what was his role and why did he have that role? What, what did he stand to gain mm-hmm. from this, right? I, I don't know what the salaries are at, at that level. Mike, my, my, I, would, I would guess... He's doing all right. I would, I would guess a half a million ballpark. I would say, that, yeah, I'd say that's, that's a pretty, pretty safe guess. I would think so. I mean, so you wonder what kind of, uh, you know, what, what kind of financial gain we're talking about if, he's, if he would be motivated by that or if... Or, or if something else was going on, who, who knows? But yeah, it's it's a uh, uh, it, it's it's a on the eve of Auburn playing that same LSU team this weekend in a, in a huge series, a series so big that there's going to be an eagle flight, eagle on, flight on, Saturday on, night, on Saturday night. And hey, by the way, we have a pair of tickets for Saturday night's Auburn LSU game. And uh, I mean, this is such a special occasion. Now, let me let you let you know, it's an eight o'clock. First pitch with the Eagle flight a few minutes before that. We're going to take uh, we're, we're going to take your name and we'll put you in a drawing if you want a pair of tickets to the Auburn LSU game Saturday night. So if you're interested in the Auburn LSU Saturday night tickets, uh, just call in. Drew will get your name. We'll draw for a winner before the end of the show. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Come on in and join us here on the Thursday Drive. Back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Thursday Drive. Bill and Dan drew at the controls. Here on this, it's a crazy day. I mean, when was the last college gambling scandal? When was the last baseball gambling scandal? Has there been one since Pete? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there there have been, I think, less significant. There, who was the coach? There have been coaches fired for. Um, oh God, who was it? Was was it was it Newheisel? New yeah, Isle I'm just thinking. Roped? I'm thinking baseball, though. Yeah, I mean, like, when was the last baseball gambling? I want to say New Heisel got heard. roped into like a, a betting pool or a final NCAA bracket pool. It was a bracket. It was the NCAA. It was the NCAA uh, tournament. Yeah, it yeah. was. There was a there was New Heisel that lost a job in Washington. Maybe was was the place. Yeah, there was a was yeah one of his where he was doing pretty well, but he but he was in a uh, he was in an NCAA bracket pool, and they found that to be uh, to, to be against the rules. Yeah, and that's when everybody who was working in athletic departments was notified. You can't do that. Yeah, you might. No, no March Madness. You might remember that time. Oh, I absolutely do. New Heisel. And, and just like that, 
I wonder if there's an email or two or a phone call going around athletic departments today around the country, like we were saying in the first segment, in the aftermath of this Brad Bohannon thing, because it's, you know, it, it, is, it is shocking, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a reminder that, you know, b- beneath the surface, it, things, things like this could be going on, you have no idea, and it's... Uh, uh, yeah, well, you you wonder if uh, you you wonder how how widespread it, it might be in in college athletics after all. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, so this is this is big big news. Uh, as we said, it's surely, I mean, it's terrible news for Greg Byrne in many ways. First of all, that you know, he had just to let his baseball coach go, somebody he just hired a few years ago, uh, and and had spoken so highly of him. But Greg Byrne is looking at a string of just bad news for um for for you know for Alabama in different sports involving different things i mean he has an associate ad uh who is who is charged with domestic violence i mean obviously you have the the the, the Darius Miles and you know, you know the, the 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 terrible thing there but i mean you had a basketball commitment uh, that is no longer being recruited by Alabama because he had guns and drugs in his car. Uh, I mean, you just, it, it, it's, it seems like they just go on and on and on. The hits just keep on coming. I know it's been a, it's been a difficult last few months and, and coupled with the, you know, a football season that didn't end in a national championship, right? Which, which I think also maybe more than some of the other stuff that you named, Bill, upsets. Uh, you know, oh, it, that's not good for the AD. Yeah, it, You're it, not kidding. Upset, upsets influential people there. So, I mean, Alabama trying to get out in front of this one, uh, but but as as details come out, that's that's going to be. Yeah, I think Greg Byrne has to be hoping that uh, the, the the it's contained to within Brad Bahannon and it's uh, and, and it's there, there's not a blowback that uh, incriminates or damages the reputation of other people within the Alabama department. Yeah. Now, uh, meanwhile, there there are other things to talk about. That's right. Uh, we mentioned we mentioned Auburn LSU baseball, and once again, in case you're just joining us, we have a pair of tickets for the Saturday night. That's game two of Auburn LSU baseball, and that's the game where there will be an historic eagle flight um, pre-game, just before the eight o'clock first pitch. If you'd like to get into a drawing for the tickets for Saturday night, just give us a call on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840. But, yeah, we're, we're looking for uh, looking for entrance in. We're going to have a drawing for the LSU tickets at the end of the show. Is that what we're doing, Bill? Yeah, yeah. End, end of the show. So so jump on in. Drew, Drew what do we got on the phones? They were just calling about the they were calling for, right. I think they were calling for the excellent, tickets. Excellent, excellent. Um, now, let's see. Uh, a little bit of a buzz before the Alabama news came out. Uh, there was a little bit of a buzz this morning as Michigan State, and I guess we can now say former Michigan State quarterback, Peyton Thorne, posted a farewell to Michigan State on social media. Uh, now, and that uh, that confirms that he won't be going back to Michigan State. It doesn't completely seal the deal to Auburn, but things sure look promising for Auburn as far as being able to add the services of the uh, two-year Spartan starting quarterback. And I believe our friends at uh, uh, 247 are predicting that Peyton Thorne will eventually end up at Auburn. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's, it's hypothetical at the moment, but that's a huge pickup for a coaching staff that did not want to go into the season with... 
just the options they inherited from last year's roster and incoming freshman Hank Brown. Like they, they wanted to go find a veteran option. They recruited themselves to bring in Peyton Thorne. I made I made this point on the uh, on the podcast with with Justin, but I understand fans that are sentimental about Robbie Ashford and would love to see Robbie Ashford develop into a really effective quarterback under Hugh Freeze. Well, perhaps he can, but now he doesn't have to be the finished product by this fall. Right, and, and I under, or I if know. he's better, hey, if he's better than Peyton Thornton, great. Yes, all of these things are true, and and, and I I get why there are fans that really want the Robbie Ashford story to end with Robbie Ashford as the quarterback for a really good Auburn team, but. Hugh Freeze, if he has the option to go get someone who has been more effective and, and maybe even considerably more effective. Oh, there's no than, maybe about it. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can go get someone who's been uh, who has a, a much stronger track record than Robbie mm-hmm. as a as a power five quarterback and, and to mention a much stronger record than Holden as a power five starting quarterback, since Holden has barely played right. any college football at all, you, you understand why the coach would want to go make that move. And, and, and whoever they get, especially if it's Peyton Thorne, becomes the favorite uh, to, to, start the, to start the competition. Although that could change. Zach Calzada was the favorite, right? He so, was. So things, things I think can change. Peyton, but, Peyton, Peyton Thorne appears to be completely healthy. And, and went through spring practice right. with, with Michigan State just a, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, that, that's, uh, it, it, would be a, it would be a really big pickup, even if I understand there are some folks that would, almost would be disappointed if Auburn added a veteran quarterback because it would diminish the chances that Robbie Ashford or Holden Gurner is the starter in 2023. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I guess that's... I, You've heard those fans, though, right? Oh, I have. Yeah. I have, and I, I guess that's sort of um, the way it is for a lot of folks. The, the unknown or the young guy has to be better. That type thing, um, but but I, no. I, I, what I was thinking is, it's really interesting. Uh, I heard, I uh, heard, I've heard two people who cover Michigan State being interviewed today, and they both sound. Uh, it sounds like the Michigan State fan base feels toward Peyton Thorne almost can I, can exactly. I say, I, Auburn, yeah. Auburn feels about Bo Nix. Absolutely, yeah. Auburn. Yeah. Felt yeah. and probably a lot of people still feel about Bo Nix. There are a lot of Michigan State fans that are like, "Please get out of here. We've got to have better guys behind him. He's stunning the growth. Our younger quarterbacks are definitely better. He's he's a uh, uh, he's inconsistent. He's good. He's bad. He's not consistently good all the time." How about this, Bill? With the exception of the word quarterback, everything you just said. Sounds like the reaction I've heard from folks to Wendell Greenleaf. Yes, I agree. I I one hundred percent agree. You've, you've made you've, I made, you've that, made that point. observation. Off I made the air. that point uh, this morning. All right, so I was on with Ben on on Auburn Open like it this morning, am every Thursday, and uh, you know, I was talking. He was surprised that Auburn wasn't a preseason top twenty-five basketball program, and I said, "Well, put yourself in, in you know, put yourself in the." Uh, in the seat of someone who's not here and not and not really following the Auburn team, but saw what they did this past year, where Auburn was knocked out in the second round of the NCAA tournament. That meant they were one of the top 32 teams. Auburn, I think, was 27th in the voting in the preseason. So that still it doesn't discredit them. Auburn's most decorated player from this past year's team was who? 
It was Wendell Green. It was Wendell Second Green, team yeah. all conference. You lose. You lose. Jan- Janai was close, but I, I know. Mean, you say, I know. But, but, but all right. Yeah. So, but you lose your starting point guard, who's a second team all conference player, and thus far, you thus far your additions from the transfer portal are a player from Florida International and a player from Alabama Huntsville, and that is not going to wow anyone who is, say, in mid-America, just looking at the roster going, okay, let's see, uh, what's your projected starting lineup? Is it, can, can anyone look at that and say, oh, I know that this starting lineup is better than last year's? I don't think let, you can. Let me ask you this, though, Bill. If, if it were a situation where Wendell and Aiden Holloway both wanted to be the, the lead guard on a team and have, have 25, 30 minutes a game at point guard, who are you choosing for the 2023-2024 season between those two? Because Aiden just got his, you know, just just, 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 just got bumped to a fifth star. Just got bumped to a to a fifth star, yep. and and is now one of the two or three top high school recruits oh, yeah. in the history of Auburn University men's basketball. And yeah, and how far did how far did that get with uh, two of Auburn's top three just left? Didn't you're, they? You're right. So I mean, it, it, but I that's, mean, but that's, that's where big, and, and that that's, would be, but that would be where if you're clearing the way for somebody, it that's would, true. It's not necessarily who Auburn has in the portal. But my point be, was like, to if Holland. you're voting on a preseason top twenty-five, and Auburn's not a Auburn's not a surefire preseason top twenty-five team yet. Well, no, now, and Auburn, and and my question would be, I mean, with this roster. I mean, Cheney, Cheney Johnson and Chris Moore are splitting time at the three until right. Auburn lands. Unless, with, until with, or unless Auburn lands, uh, yeah, either Tyron Lawrence or Matthew Cleveland or someone. And I would also, this is a tough time of year to make predictions about next year's roster because so many players are in the draft and it's up for grabs. I mean, if you're projecting Auburn's roster right now, what are you doing with the with the four players that are getting evaluated for the NBA draft, Allen, Janai, Jalen, and 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 Dylan. So I think there's there's questions there, but Auburn's roster is incomplete clearly at the moment. And if they if they land, whether it's Lawrence or Cleveland or some other three that that they have to pursue, if they miss out mm-hmm. on Lawrence and Cleveland, you know, hard, hard to believe they're done right now at adding to this team. Oh yeah. Uh, I, your point I, about I, I would be very surprised. Your point about Wendell Green's a good one, though, because it does feel like there are some folks that are just like, you know, good, good riddance. Anybody's better. I love, I love that when you hear anybody, anybody's better than this guy. He was the he was the point guard on a regular season conference champion. Like how many Auburn, how many guys in the history of Auburn basketball? Can, well, a lot of folks that. would say, yeah, but that had two NBA players on it. So, team, I mean, how many? How Somebody's got to get them the ball. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing Wendell didn't do an awful lot of was turn it over. He didn't turn the ball over. I mean, I understand. I'm not trying to gloss over some some of the the flaws in Wendell's game or anything like that, but I think the guy should be celebrated. I think Wendell like hadn't been taking the shot at the end of ball games that 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 Auburn didn't win. Auburn fans would have felt a whole lot better about him. Yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, two two years of. But fun. somebody has to take that shot. Yeah, I mean, if if we're looking back on on the Wendell Green era, it's two years of far more good than bad, and you you have a you know a, a pair of a pair of tournament appearances and a. a and, and a regular season SEC championship ring. I mean that that's a that's a that's a good run. It's a really good run for a point guard. And, you know, wish him the best. Understand why people are ready for uh, you know to, to to see what what the next era looks like. Uh, but also, as you were saying, Bill, folks are ready to see Auburn football after Bo Nix. And yep. how's how's the quarterback position worked out in the 
18 or so games Auburn has played without Bo Nix since he got hurt? Uh, yeah, not, not so well. But I'm, but, but I started out and, and I'll say this. That's exactly what the Michigan State fan base sounds like about Peyton Thorne. And I think he's ready. He is ready to get out of a place where it's not good enough. It's not good enough. You know, he led his team to a double digit winning season, uh, and a win in, in a, uh, um, one of the super six. Are the oh sure no and 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 if you also and I also think that there's a there's a chance and and I don't know exactly what's going on inside the locker room there at Michigan State but if if you're a veteran quarterback who's done what Peyton Thorne has done and you get the sense that you're being pushed out for a younger guy and the coaching staff is even eager to start the new era of Michigan State football with some other quarterback absolutely you explore your options and rather than rather than start the season with Michigan State and get blamed for a slow start two or three games in and get replaced by a younger quarterback so the coach can save his job right like you go you go find your own you go find your own way and uh Peyton Thorne with with this I keep thinking any quarterback that gets this situation at Auburn with this new look offensive line with these options in the backfield with Rivaldo and some of the potential Auburn has with pass catchers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the chance is there for a quarterback to have a much better year than Auburn quarterbacks have had <clears throat> the last two or three seasons. Just, just a question of who it's going to be. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in again. You can call in, get into the drawing for Saturday night Auburn LSU tickets. Love for you to talk with us as well on the Kia of Auburn hotline here on the Thursday Drive. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final few minutes of hour number one with Bill and Dan. And let's get to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Yellowhammer is up next. Hey, Yellowhammer. Afternoon. Uh, I just uh, I'm jumping on your discussion about how the people up in Michigan State are so uh, down on their quarterback. And the thing that always has amazed me is there's two types of quarterback controversies. There's one within the team, and those people are actually with the guy every day in practice, and they have an, a lot better insight to things. But the fans, if they crank up one, they have no idea what they're talking about. It's nonsense. It's like when we had the Cody Burns thing, you know. I mean, I trust the coaches to know a whole lot more. I trust <laughs> Hugh Freeze to know more than the fans at Michigan State. I mean, I, I think that's just absurd. Well, you know, there are a couple of things. Uh, and, and boy, there are some, there are some very striking similarities uh, in the stories and some of the information around Bo Nix at Auburn and Peyton Thorne at Michigan State. One thing I was about to say, and I went, oh, gee, I remember this about Bo, too. Peyton Thorne was a team captain each of the last two years at Michigan State. That generally means somebody thinks he's a leader and looks up to him. Now, maybe it was just appointed by the coaches and the players didn't like it. That's what the fans will say because that's what the fans said about Bo. Remember, I remember fans saying, oh, the team, his teammates hate Bo Nix. Well, Bo was team captain. Well, but here's also like, <laughs> voted by the players. But, but I, I will also say, without knowing how much Peyton Thorne personally is to blame or how much his play was to blame, Michigan State was 11 and 1 with, with Peyton Thorne at quarterback in 2021. 
2022, they were 5-7 and seven with Peyton Thorne at quarterback. And they also lost their running game and their offensive but, line. No, 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 for sure. But, Bill, you've been around sports. But fans blame the quarterback. You go 11-1. Right. If you're the quarterback for both years, you know, it was... It you're was, great. Yeah. It, the same people who said it was your, you know, it was your, you're the reason that we're 11-1 to are the people who are going to say you're the reason we're 5-7. and seven. And, and he was getting blamed, I think. Oh, yeah. And probably had, had took That's too much... That's a good much, point. Probably took too much of the blame, my guess would be, in the aftermath of this 5-7 and seven season from fans that are upset that Michigan State didn't win more games. Well, Bo, Bo Nix was running for his life when he was there. If you don't have the surrounding cast, you're not going to look all that good. No, no, you're right. Oh, well. <laughs> I, no, and, and I'm I excited. That, and, and my caution would be, and I'm not going to Yeah, play. no, it's not a done deal. He yeah, hasn't for, announced he's for, coming to Auburn. Every, everyone just feels like that's that's very likely. And Michigan State, we appreciate the phone call, Yellowhammer. Michigan State fans, you know, they'll, they'll move on without him. But I think for folks who are looking at Peyton Thorne and wondering how he could fit in at Auburn, very different situation than what he had at Michigan State. And like you said, they they were devastated by the loss of one of the best running backs in college football after the 2021 season. They, they, that's Kenneth Walker, who's now with the, the Seahawks. That What a huge loss Yeah, that was. Yeah, no, it's funny because I've seen, I've seen some other Michigan State fans saying the same thing that Auburn fans said. Well, look at him. He's making a lateral move. Because he's leaving a team that won 11 games just a year ago for a team that hasn't been over 500 for the last two years, if he goes to Auburn. And, uh, you know, I think that there are folks who can who can think that... My, my caution would be, and looking at this as a lateral move, is that Auburn was 6-6 six and six last year, 5-7 and seven last year, with the, with the, with the record that... With, they, they were what they were last year with no production at the quarterback position. Right. Very, very limited production at the quarterback position. You add a veteran quarterback with a track record to an Auburn team that's maybe a quarterback away, and you could see that number dramatically improve. If, is Peyton Thorne the, the one who could do it? We'll see, but there, there are... Uh, there's there's a lot to like about a, po- a possible Peyton Thorne to Auburn move on, on both sides. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be discouraged by things like Michigan State's win-loss record last year. Nor, nor their fans' noise. All right, we'll step aside for our top-of-the-hour break. Halfway done. Again, get into the drawing if you want a pair of tickets for Auburn LSU Saturday night. That's with the Eagle Flight pregame. We'd love to hear from you in hour number two, which is coming up here on the Thursday Drive. ESPN 1067. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Steve Lennox. We have breaking news from the NBA. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reporting the Milwaukee Bucks have fired head coach Mike Budenholzer. Bucks 58-24 record during the regular season. Top seed in the East, but bounced in five games in the first round. By the Miami Heat. Lakers picking up their second straight road win and a game won this postseason with Tuesday night's win in San Francisco over the Warriors. That's something they have not done since 2003. Tonight, Lakers will look to take a commanding two games to none lead in the series. Game two at the Chase Center in San Francisco. Anthony Davis in that game one victory, 30 points, 23 rebounds. 
Keyshawn Johnson weighed in on AD's legacy with L.A. today on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It's not just because he put on the uniform and he's a really good player that he's going to go up into the Raptors. There's a lot more from the Lakers' historic, his, his history standpoint that AD has to do some catching up, and it's a lot, starting with the championships. All those guys, except Will, multiple championships. Where's right now at minus 7.5, according to Caesars Sportsbook. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, and RV, and more. And if something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Because it probably can be. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, hour number two here on this Thursday afternoon. Another beautiful spring day. Hope everybody doing well. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls, the regular crew here on this Thursday. Hour number two of The Drive, brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika, on the web at orthoclinic.com. Com. And we'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840 on the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Spent a lot of time in hour number one talking about today's top story and that uh, being the firing of Alabama coach Brad Bohannon. Uh, that happened uh, shortly after 10 o'clock this morning. And since then, um, news, bits and pieces coming out, linking him to a known better in Cincinnati, where the first inclination, the first word about there being concerned with gambling in Alabama baseball came out on Monday when, um, let's see, I guess first was it the Ohio uh, regulatory Gambling Regulatory Board suspended betting on Alabama baseball. The states of New Jersey and Pennsylvania have followed suit, and there is more damaging evidence, but uh, Alabama firing Brad Bohannon this morning uh, amidst the, you know, the, the gambling questions it, yeah, it, Indiana also joining the list of the states you mentioned now, a widespread investigation into suspicious betting activity on Alabama, specifically the game six days ago against LSU, the Friday game of the Alabama-LSU series where there was a late pitching scratch, uh, apparently some suspicious wagers, maybe that had to do with the, the timing of the announcement on the uh, on the, the the pitching change, and now uh, ESPN.com reporting, uh, quote, sportsbook surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time. Multiple sources with direct 
information about the investigation told ESPN, unquote. The bets in that sentence are the bets uh, placed at the Cincinnati ballpark uh, that sort of set off the alarm bells at first. The, the wagers placed uh, on LSU to win uh, on, on Friday uh, by apparently somebody who uh, the, the allegations are that was in contact with Alabama, head, then Alabama head coach Brad Mahanen. And and it gets crazier and crazier with uh, one of the later reports saying that there was also a suspicious bet placed in Indiana. That's right. Uh, the ESPN.com reporting also that Indiana gaming regulators uh, were alerted to suspicious bets on Alabama LSU that were placed with sports books in Indiana. Uh, that state has added uh, that that is one of the four states uh, that has halted all betting on Alabama baseball and instructed sports books to refund any future wagers involving the Alabama Crimson Tide futures being wagers on how how Alabama's season will uh, will, will ultimately end up but it's a uh, yeah a growing investigation that apparently centers around uh, the uh, the former Alabama baseball coach Brad Bahannon. Meanwhile, Alabama opens a series at home against Vanderbilt in about uh, 55 minutes. Yeah, un- amazing <laughs> that the you know Alabama will uh, persevere and attempt to uh, This to, tells to... you how serious it is that on the game day of their first game here this weekend, it's like that they can't go any longer with Brad Bohannon as her head coach, right? And, and they've—I um, I don't have the name of the the uh, person who will coach Alabama instead. Uh, I believe it's Jarvis is the Jason uh, Jackson. Jackson will will be the uh, interim coach according to the school, and Alabama will not be providing further comment at this time regarding the Brad Bohannon situation. But yeah, Alabama's going to try to take the field and play some baseball this weekend with. All of this swirling around the team and their former coach. Yeah, gee, I wonder if it sells a couple of tickets. People just trying to figure out what the heck's going on. We talked about the, you know... Um, I wonder if this is the kind of thing that convinces season ticket holders to stay home. Like, I, I wonder if this is the sort of thing where some season ticket holders would be would be that upset with just, you know... Because there, I mean, there was already discontent, you know, among some folks about how the season was going. And maybe not. Maybe this is the thing. They were thirty and fifteen, but nine and twelve in the conference. Right, and and maybe this. Maybe you're right. Maybe this is is a time for for folks to to show you know the last for the time team and the players, and not necessarily show support for the coach who was just let go, but for the people that are still there within the Alabama program. I, I agree. I, I would hope people. Turn well, to, since Bohannon's been there, they've made the conference tournament every year. They had not even done that from 2017 to 2019, and. Uh, um, you realize the last time Alabama had a winning SEC record in baseball? How long has it been? 2014. Wow. So this been almost a decade since they had a winning record. So, so I mean, at 9 and 12, they shouldn't be terribly, that, that terribly disappointed with the results. Bohannon got the Alabama job after the 2017-2018 season? I believe so. I believe he's been, been there since 2018. And uh, so yeah, Alabama will look for another coach. Uh, and and Bohannon was at Auburn. Uh, yep. Previously, that yeah, was he, that was his last job before uh, mm-hmm. before going to uh, uh, to Alabama. But uh, yeah, this, this is a uh, yeah a, a big story, one of the biggest stories in sports right now, and it centers around a, uh, a, a just a really unusual situation in uh, a, a gambling scandal uh, with with Alabama baseball. And even AL dot com is wondering how many other dominoes will fall, and you know hinting. That Greg Byrne may be on thin ice as Alabama's athletics director. Wow, how about that? I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a uh, on, ongoing situation. But you know, we, we talked about it earlier in the week, wondering if it could turn into something bigger. 
And it's and it indeed looks like oh, it really could. It's turned into something bigger. Yes, much bigger than I than I thought it was going to be when I first saw it because I was going the first little bits didn't seem to be that damning, but uh, boy, the 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 more information we get, the worse it appears. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We have a pair of tickets. For the Auburn LSU Saturday night baseball game, that series gets underway tomorrow at 6, an 8 o'clock game Saturday night, then a 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Saturday night game is uh, going to be really special, too, because of the first ever eagle flight before a baseball game there at uh, Sanford, uh, uh, Sanford Stadium. So if you'd like to be in a drawing, we'll draw for these in about uh, 45 minutes or so. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a pair of tickets, good seats for uh Oh for, yes. for, for Auburn, Saturday night. Auburn LSU on Saturday night, one of the uh you know m- maybe the most anticipated series of the year with the number 1 LSU Tigers coming to town and Auburn having just won a series against South Carolina, the number 2 team in the country in a couple of polls uh, last weekend. This is a I mean what what Auburn could do for their resume with a series win this weekend, you know, the, the, the confidence they could go into the rest of the season with having one series against South Carolina and LSU, it's big. It's a, it's a really big series getting started tomorrow. Hopefully the weather cooperates and, and they can get three clean games in. Uh, but this is a, uh, this, this, it's a big weekend for Auburn. We'd love to hear from you. Again, uh, just call in, let Drew know if you want to get into that drawing. Um, earlier, before that news came out, we were talking about this in hour number one, a couple of things. Um, we mentioned earlier that Peyton Thorne issued a goodbye to Michigan State on social media. A little before that, our, our buddy Brian Matthews uh, posted a story about portal quarterbacks, um, and and he said that... He felt that Auburn was in very good position to get Peyton Thorne. I thought he had another interesting, very interesting line, though, in his, uh, in his post this morning. He said that their sources at auburnsports.com um, are hearing that Grayson McCall will not be a graduate early this summer. If he graduates, it would be... In August, I heard, and and I don't want this. You know, I, it's 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 rumor and innuendo. Sure, but I I already got a pretty sweet nil deal to stay in coastal. I believe he did, and I believe he did. But uh, but it doesn't look like he would even have the opportunity to transfer to a place like I've, Auburn, where he where his uh, uh, master wasn't. I've just transfer. been a little more skeptical of the McCall stuff than some of the other quarterbacks. I know some folks have had it. You know, they, they've been they've been hinging a lot of the the, the Auburn quarterback stuff on Grayson McCall with the belief that he's coming. And I've I've kept that option open, but yeah, I, I talked to I talked to some people that I know that are that are looped in in the uh, in the Sun Belt bill, and there's the belief that Grayson McCall wants to have another great season at Coastal and doesn't need to make the jump. To the SEC or a big conference, one, uh, you you can you can go to the NFL playing Group of Five football. Sure, you can. And Absolutely, I mean hundreds of players, even quarterbacks have, are have, right now. Yeah, I mean hundreds in of the NFL. Absolutely, some some significant quarterbacks came out of uh, you know the the non Power Five ranks to uh, to to have uh, to, to have great careers in the NFL. And if the other if the other reason, Bill, would be. For the for the financial benefit, the short term financial jump that you get from going from coastal to uh, to to an SEC school. Again, I, I, I'm not 
I have no specific knowledge of this, but there is a very, very wealthy guy who cares a lot about Coastal Carolina football. Uh, you're right. Used to be an executive, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe McGilla, uh, used to be the executive at uh, TD Ameritrade. Gave it up, got into coaching. Retired. Became, it's going to be a movie someday. Yeah, no but, kidding. You know, guy who retired from, from investment banking after several decades was an intern at Nebraska, and then the way I always I always heard the story was he donated a bunch of money to Coastal Carolina, and in exchange they made him the football coach. Like that was how he sort of got. That was how he jump started his college football career. Which if you got the money and you yeah, want to be a college football and, coach, and you want to start a program up, hey, if a school wants a program started, right? Sure. And, and and he was he was one of the folks who identified Jamie Chadwell as a rising star when he was at a much lower level, and and so this is a program without a ton of history and a, and, a, and a ton of tradition. And if uh, if if I, I could totally see why Grayson McCall would want to stay there, and there, there could be ways to make it more comfortable for him, and he could uh, he, he could build something really special at a school where he's he's already had a great career. Oh yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, let me read you Brian's initial post. It actually came right after Peyton Thorne's post on social media. Uh, this the Brian will be in with us again this coming Monday, and we'll see. Maybe Auburn will have a, an addition at quarterback by that time. But he posted, Peyton Thorne posted this morning on his social media, goodbye to Michigan State. This is significant, as we heard that as of a couple of days ago, Sparty was Auburn's biggest competition for Thorne, and had come back to him with a bigger NIL package. That's interesting in that, you know, some of the, some of the word from Michigan State was, ah, they don't care. They don't want him back. Yes, they did. Uh, he goes on and says, this morning's development makes me feel even more confident in Auburn's chances. However, I'm in no way saying it's a done deal. As we mentioned a couple of days ago, Michigan State has finals this week and graduation this weekend. Just like Auburn, he's leaving as a graduate transfer. As of this week, Brian writes, Auburn has stayed in touch with Nebraska transfer quarterback Casey Thompson as well, and he remains a possibility. And he closes by saying, we, and in all caps, do not expect Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall to graduate this summer and be an option as a graduate transfer. So some nice uh, nice tidbits from Brian just before 10 o'clock this morning. Fe- feels like Peyton Thorne. Is is trending towards Auburn and has been. Since oh, there's no the question. Portal. It's it's a it's everyone right now feels like yeah that's that's where he's going. He said his goodbyes to Michigan State. Uh, we really really haven't heard that. Doesn't mean that he hasn't been contacted by or been in contact with other schools, but uh, everyone who follows this feels like yes. Um, that looks like the most likely landing spot. And, and he might look, and, and he might not win the job if if Peyton Thorne were to pick Auburn. You know, he he would still have to compete to be Auburn's starting quarterback. But I'll I'll say again, Bill, like I understand people who are rooting for Robbie Ashford. Like I get, sure. I get it. But if Hugh Freeze has the option to go get somebody with a much stronger track record as a quarterback at the Power Five level than Robbie Ashford, he's got to do it. He can't. He can't. He can't be as sentimental about. He this told as other the teams. team that. I mean, he, and he told the media that he's always looking to upgrade at every position. If he can get a player that's better at any position, uh, you know, they need to be prepared. The players that are here need to be prepared for the competition, and uh, expect him and the staff to be bringing in 
uh, as much talent as possible. And I think Peyton Thorne started about four times as many games as a college football quarterback as Robbie Ashford has. Right? I mean, he's he's coming up on thirty career right, starts. I think it's twenty nine. Yeah, and Robbie's right around seven or eight. I think mm-hmm. so. I mean, it's it's uh, it, there's a noticeable difference in the amount of experience we're talking about. We'll get to our first break here of hour number two. Um, Dak, yeah, we have yeah, Dak, Dak hang on. You'll be up when we come back here on the Thursday Drive. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 20 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Thursday afternoon. Let's get right back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And Dak is up next. Hey, Dak. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Doing fine. Good, good. No, I was I was going to wait until after Friday and maybe call in on Monday with being super happy about the quarterback situation uh, with some good news. But uh, I found out a couple of things. Uh, we had Tua's brother was supposed to have been in today. And uh, supposed to stay till Saturday, and was going to announce that he was coming. And uh, dang it, yesterday evening he calls him and tells him that he's decided to stay. And uh, so I was hoping that news, you know, would have been uh, a little bit better news. And and uh, and then the Grayson thing, which I have been wanting for the last two months. Uh, I thought maybe he was waiting till he graduated to make the news because he really wanted to come. But what he found out was a couple of classes that he has taken at, I guess, at junior college or some other college that he thought would count toward his graduation and he would have been done in May. Come to find out, they didn't. So that's why he's not going to be able to graduate till fall. So that screwed all that up. So I was hoping that we would have gotten one of those two uh, so I guess now we're down to the Michigan State and the Nebraska quarterbacks, aren't we? Yeah, I saw a quote from uh, Mike Loxley last week about he was on it was like a Sirius XM show or something, and, and he was uh, he was talking about how Talia's having a really good spring, but the transfer portal's still open for a week, and so he doesn't want to talk in absolutes because well, if he graduates, any, it doesn't matter. About anything's the portal, possible, though. but he but he was talking about Talia possibly joining the portal. You know, in, in in the in the eight days where it was open, and, and not wanting to talk too much about it, which set off alarm bells a little bit. We've we've been talking about Alabama as a you know as, as a possible landing spot for Talia uh, this this off season. But yeah, that would, that would be a big pickup if if someone could get it. But there's also a lot of reasons why Talia might want to stay and have another strong sure. season at Maryland. But now that would have been a would have, would have been a big get for uh, no question for for, for for just about anybody who needs quarterback. Oh no doubt, no doubt. So. Switching uh, sports a little bit, do you think that we will know something for fact what happened with the Alabama baseball situation, or will it be a hush hush thing? I think it's going to be very difficult for that not to be public. I think too many too many investigations are ongoing yep. to keep any of this stuff. I mean, the fact that ESPN.com already knows that there's video of him communicating with the gambler, according to the report that was that was posted on ESPN.com earlier today, suggests that. Yeah, there there are investigations leaking like faucets right now in, in, into this, and I would expect to. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe Alabama 
if as if they investigate, they might not want things to become too public. But I think some other investigations um, may may shed some more light on what's going on. Man, there's so many questions you've got now. How long, you know, if if this indeed is what it appears, how long has this been going on? Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. So I got into it with an Alabama fan when he was he was just kind of laughing it off and saying all it was was somebody laid a big money you know on the game and that's why uh, that it was done and I said there's no way they would take it off Alabama's complete season the rest of the season I said something inside happened I said because they wouldn't have just they, if that was just that they would have just done that game oh yeah and the rest of the season I said somebody on the inside whether it's a player trainer or somebody is giving information to somebody and now i mean from all indications right now that it all seems to be pointing right at the head coach right right well good show guys appreciate you appreciate it dak 334-321-1390 and john is up next hey john hey guys one question who hired brad brad bohannon at alabama greg Byrne. quite exactly so I heard an interview with Rodney Orr from Tider Insider, and I don't know what this this kind of stuff in Birmingham today. He made the point he thought Greg Byrne was on the hot seat. I don't think and there's I any question now. I mean, when I see AL.com and I hear uh, long po- uh, folks that have covered Alabama for a long time saying that, I don't doubt it at all. And I agree. And I, to be quite honest, I'm amazed how he's gotten a pass because most people have not looked into his past, but ESPN did a pretty in-depth documentary about Craig Carter, the Arizona track coach when Byrne was the AD. Mm-hmm. Very, very ugly situation. And Greg Byrne actually got sued on that when one of the track stars is actually being, I think, raped and stalked. So I'm kind of amazed no media member never brought to any questions about this when he was hired as an athletic director. And one final thought, I wonder if we ever do find out the uh, final investigation into this. We never heard in word one about Verez Ward after that entire situation blew up at Auburn. That was just kind of no, um, you're right. skirt, put under the rug. That's all I got, though, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, but it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a little more difficult to um, to to expect nothing more to be said when it's the head coach. Yeah, head coach changes <laughs> changes it so considerably, and um, yeah, I, I, that's it's um, the, the 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 fact that Greg Byrne is now under fire mm-hmm. is. Again, a sign of how quickly the stuff can progress, but it's another, you know, it's another damaging piece of business for Greg Byrne amid, like you said, Bill, at the beginning of the show, pretty controversial last six months or so for the University of Alabama. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even keep up with all of the, um, you know, sort of embarrassments slash black eyes that there've been around uh, the Alabama athletics just just over the last six months. Right, and that's. Again, again, how how many of them is, you know are, are Greg Burns' fault? Yeah, in... it's hard to say any of them are directly his fault. But when when you know continual, when it seems like just constantly there's something else that's going on, and that's his department. You know, I mean, so ultimately it uh, it, it lands at his doorstep. Right, and the Nate Oates one. I mean, I think there were people who you know still take exception with. Nate Oates not taking a stronger stand at the time and disciplining uh, you know Brandon Miller you know I, I thought we, we we talked about this then like it's I think it's tough to discipline Brandon Miller for a game or two for something that ultimately resulted in a murder right like it's it's almost like yeah you, but you, risk, you risk trivializing it by saying all right well you got to miss 
a game or two. It's almost like you either need to show the strongest stance possible or 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 have to power through with the he he wasn't you know he he wasn't really involved. It's hard it, it's still hard for me to imagine that right then they did that that they didn't at least say all right until we know more. And that could have ended up resulting in just a game or two. That could have. If like but there's no way because the thing to me that still doesn't sit well is after Nate Oates' clumsy comments, Greg Burns saying, "We had all the information, and then when some inf- when some other information comes out, saying that's the first we've heard of that." So you didn't have all the information. No, and, and so it's been. I think it's not just what's happened; it's also Alabama's reaction to what has happened. And granted, this one Alabama looks to be getting out in front of it by firing Brad Bahannon very quickly, uh, but. There's going to be questions about whether or not Alabama had any inkling that this was been... Well, one, how long has this been going on and whether or not Alabama has any inkling of, uh, of whether or not it's, uh, it, it's been happening. 334-321-1390. What are you reacting to over there? Matt Olson, I did, I, Matt I Olson did, just homered. I didn't, realize, of, I didn't realize that was my pitcher who's given up back-to-back hits. Yeah, Matt, Matt Olson just bring, homered. Bring in a closer spot. when he's trailing. That's not good. Hey, uh, to baseball, speaking of the Braves... I saw somebody post this. Who is that guy wearing uh, that Ozuna uniform? The yeah, last couple how, of days? how about that? Right, three homers in the last two days. Yeah, just been a white, Marcelo white Ozuna yeah. as the Braves uh, are are man. They're they're really playing well. Uh, they they're rolling through Miami. This one's closer, but yesterday was a blowout, and uh, the Braves leading at five three and looking to add in the uh, top of the ninth. Yeah, it's a, sh- a sharp-looking Braves team thus far. Looked like m- maybe the most complete team in the National League coming into the season. They played like it through the first month or so of, uh, of this year. Now, Ron Lacuna fouled a ball off his ankle, had to leave the game. So so you gotta got to keep an eye on that. But, yeah, things are clicking pretty well for the Braves. We'll get to our bottom-of-the-hour break. Don't forget, one more segment for you to be able to call in, get into the drawing. For Auburn LSU tickets on Saturday night. Come on in and join us as we head into the final half hour of the Thursday Drive. Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final half hour here on this Thursday afternoon, and the Braves have extended their lead to 6-3. Again, Auburn LSU opening up a a big series tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Fireworks after the game tomorrow night. And then uh, Saturday, an eagle flight before the game. We have a pair of tickets for the Auburn LSU game Saturday night. Uh, In about 10 minutes or so, um, following our final break, we'll draw for the winner 
of a pair of tickets to the Saturday night Auburn LSU game. Love for you to join in, though, on the drive. Uh, when you call in, hey, if you've got some uh, some thoughts, we'd love to hear them. 334-321-1390. Do we have a call? Yes, Mitch. Mitch is up next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Uh, this uh, Brad Bohannon thing uh, just floored me also. But uh, uh, you guys have been talking about uh, the woes that Alabama's had in the last several months. And uh, uh, I know that they, they, they plaster a saying like all of their sports complexes. Uh, it's like it's where legends are made. Well, they, they, they've made some legends. But not not in a good way. Doesn't seem like to me. Uh, lately, it's where uh, golly, I need to think. Well, I need to think of something there. We need to come up with a good slogan to uh, to for, for them to be uh, uh, tagged with for, for the last few months for sure. Where go ahead, go ahead and talk while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you know, it's just well, it's like you know, everybody, you know, he worked for Butch. He was at Kentucky. Everybody thought he was a great guy. Uh, I. I've got a friend that was was a great person, great baseball player, smart as hell, and got into gambling, and mm-hmm. it pretty much ruined, ruined oh, yeah. his life. Oh, yeah, absolutely to, can. Yeah, had to spend time in federal prison for it. So, I mean, it can it can happen to anybody. I mean, you can be the the, the greatest person on this planet, but that, that gambling bug can, can really screw up your life. And, and I mean, I don't understand, like Dan was saying earlier, I don't understand. He was probably making well over half a million dollars a year. I mean, why, why would you want to get into something like that? Yeah, and I mean, even if it's, even, even if he wasn't doing the gambling, any information that he was passing along is, uh, you know, is, is the end of his career. Right. I mean, why, why would you risk that? And like you said, he, he might be able to, you know, might be able to coach high school baseball at a at a, at a place like a you know Lee Scott Academy, a you know a private school in ten years maybe. I hope hope, hope he's got a good four hundred one k. Well, I, I wonder when you're fired with cause, do you get your retirement? Uh, I, 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 I I would I sort I of doubt it. Well, yeah, you probably don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know. The athletic director that we had a while back, I think, that went to Florida, had a pretty large one through the state. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I don't know. I don't know what you'd have to do to forfeit that. All right, I did find that in August 2021, Alabama extended Brad Bohannon's contract to 2025 with a base salary of 275,000 and a guaranteed annual talent fee of 225, so exactly a half million dollars. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, just to change gears, I don't guess there's any, uh, anything from the athletic directors about the whole football conference schedule. No, I mean, uh, well, it, it's hard for me to believe that Greg Sankey's not going to get what he wants. And right. even though he hasn't said so publicly, I feel strongly that Greg Sankey wants a nine-game conference schedule. If you've got a nine-game conference schedule, you're going to go to the three permanent opponents. That what they may have to hammer out is they there may have to be some uh, some adjustments made, perhaps to teams. I mean, uh, I think I think the the biggest holdup is Alabama. Nick Saban not wanting the three teams that they were assigned. Remember, he'd been the he was the very first SEC coach to be a right. proponent of the nine-game schedule until. Tennessee got better. 
Right, right, exactly. I don't know. Mate, I mean, how old is Nick? Was he 70, 71? 71, I believe. I believe uh, he's either he's either about to turn or just turned. No, I think he turned 71 this fall. Okay. Well, I mean, he, he's got enough money to where his grandchildren's children probably will never have to work a day in their life. I don't know. Does he have the Bear Bryant syndrome? He, if he walks away from football, he's not going to live much longer? I mean... No, he's got, he's got, I think he has grandchildren. He probably would. I I don't think that's quite the same thing, but I think he still has the competitive fires burning. That's all. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I got, guys. War Eagle. All right. And by the way, by, by the way, Nick Saban is 71. He'll be 72 on Halloween. That's still at the top of the industry, too. I mean, I think that if, if, if there was a, you know, if the gradual slide had started towards the middle, you know, you wonder how long he would want to stay in that situation. But as long as his team... You know, is is a is a perennial contender, championship contender. Why why would he necessarily be in any hurry to to walk away from that situation? Yeah, I heard somebody somebody else today just sort of wondering aloud how this is all sitting with Nick Saban. The all the things going on around Alabama athletics. Hey, they had they had uh, you know a signee, football signee. Remember Tony Mitchell was one of the uh, embarrassments that's happened here in the last six months as well. Um, but someone was just wondering aloud, is this something that could could go ahead and and spur Nick Saban to um, to be much closer to to saying, all right, I've had enough of this. It's it's, it's the, the, there's too much just mess going on around everywhere. I mean, we've we've talked about some of the legendary coaches. In other sports, specifically basketball, that have said, "Hey, this NIL, this transfer portal stuff, is just too much," and have stepped down. Nick Saban has made it known that he's not a huge fan of some of these new rules either, even though he's out there and very much involved. And it's not like Alabama's being passed by because of the transfer portal or NIL. But uh, I really get the feeling Nick Saban. These aren't his favorite times in collegiate athletics, and now you 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 uh, you throw in all the problems and the the unfavorable press that there has been at the University of Alabama over the last few months, and now what appears to be a uh, an athletics director who seems to seems to be getting closer and closer to the hot seat. With uh, with Greg Byrne, yeah, it it does you know make you wonder how much longer would you want to put up with something like that when you don't have to. Or seeing a variety of coaches decide you know it's just really not for them. You know if it, this this new version of college athletics and maybe some of it has to do with age too. You know we're, we're seeing guys retire that, that are up there in age, but you know some of them are are younger coaches that have decided you know this this just isn't right uh, the, the same industry and and it's uh it, it's going to be something that they uh that, that they uh aren't, aren't participating in so it's uh no I, I think what the what the most successful coaches of the era decide to do over the next decade is is really interesting to see because they uh th- those are the guys who some of them will adjust and continue to win and some of them will decide uh, this sport is uh, has has changed, and it's changed in a way that uh, maybe doesn't uh, does doesn't suit me. Um, all right, we we've talked about quite a few things. We've mentioned Auburn LSU. Had not mentioned what Butch Thompson told the media today that Auburn is changing its rotation. 
Um, Auburn um, will start Chase Alsup on Friday night with uh, Tommy Vale, who's been the Friday night starter, moving to Saturday. You know, uh, as we've said, LSU has um, very likely the you know the the top two prospects in in all of baseball. Paul Skeens is uh, is is the he's the number one college pitcher in the nation. A guy who is a two time All American at Air Force, and uh, this year in his it is. Swan Song at LSU. He's eight and one with a one nine three ERA, and uh, Auburn has decided to go with Chase Alsup as the uh, starter. Alsup has just—I uh, mean, he, he's got great stuff, but uh, hasn't really been able to corral it. Uh, inconsistency with you know pitch location, pitching from behind, and then doesn't matter if you throw ninety-eight if it's right down the middle or if if that's what the other team is waiting for. Uh, Chase Alsop comes in having allowed um, 22 earned runs in 26 innings for a 762 earned run average. So that looks pretty one-sided for Auburn. But what Auburn will do, I'm, I'm sure Butch Thompson's going to have somebody warming, you know, as the game starts, see how things go with Chase, and have a bullpen game ready for Friday, and then hope Tommy Vale can take them deep on the on Saturday. It's not unlike the strategy that Brad Bohannon no, seemingly not. employed for Alabama on on Friday the, with with a scratch to Except his. Except we know about it a day ahead of time. We know about it ahead of time, and uh, uh, the the starting pitcher is. And it's also not an injury situation with Tommy Vale. No, right? Like it's it's not as though I mean Tommy Vale's expected to pitch on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, th- this is something that uh, that Brad Bohannon decided to do. You know, in the aftermath of his pitcher not being available, they went with a bullpen game against uh, Paul Skeens, the uh, uh, Air Force trainer and highly regarded LSU pitcher that a lot of folks think will be one of the top two or three players taken in the Major League Baseball draft uh, this uh, uh, this summer. So, no, it's it's, it's going to be... Look, the deck was already stacked against Auburn. They're facing... Correct me if I'm wrong, Bill. They're facing the best pitcher in college baseball. Oh, yes. Tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and, and so many comparisons... To Steven Strasburg when he was at San Diego State. Yeah, I mean, this this guy has been sensational. He, he is the closest thing to unhittable yep. that there's been in college baseball for the last couple of years. Could be could be in the rotation for a Major League Baseball team very early next oh, season. Yes. I mean, this is someone who even... Yeah, if, if not like this year. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, know who's, I don't know who's in the mix. If any of those teams are surprising contenders, I wonder if they would start the clock rolling. Who was it? It was David Price, right, that was... Wasn't David Price drafted that summer? And yeah, was, came up and was in the bullpen. Was in the bullpen during, yeah. the, during the playoffs for Tampa Bay that year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it before with SEC pitchers. And uh, this is the guy with that kind of ability and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, if, if you get a chance tomorrow to see Paul Skeens, we've got tickets for Saturday's game. Yep, that is right. And uh, uh, just a few more minutes, we'll, uh, we'll give you the chance to get into the drawing. And, and then we'll give those away for, for Saturday night. Again, 6 o'clock. Friday, 8 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock Sunday for the uh, series against LSU this weekend. Tell you what we'll do. We'll get to our final break. This is your final chance to get into the drawing for those tickets. We'll announce the winner in the final segment, which is coming up here on the Thursday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. 
The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Thursday Drive. Yeah, one the... Let me tell you what, at 9 o'clock this morning, I didn't have any idea we'd be talking as much Alabama baseball. And we didn't really talk that much Alabama baseball, but, I mean, it's the former Alabama baseball coach that we've been talking about most of the show and has been the top story in sports. I don't know that Alabama baseball has ever gotten this much talk. I mean, when they played for the College World Series title with Dave Maggot and leading the way against... Uh, Roger Clemens and Calvin Schiraldi. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know that there was as much talk on, on uh, uh, of course, there wasn't as much sports talk back then either. But, I mean, it, it is very unusual. Just like, apparently, the bets on a regular season game. That, that seemingly took place in multiple states. Yeah. So now with Indiana also investigating suspicious wagers, according to ESPN.com. So, yeah, this is a... Uh, th- this is a scandal that I think could be, you know, could be talked about for, you know, l- l- I mean, it- it's got it's got legs. I it's suspect. not done. Yeah, it's not done. And um, we had we had a caller earlier in the show wondering about the legal ramifications of it. I am in the dark as far as what if if someone did what Brad Bahannon is accused of doing, what crimes could have been committed, state or federal? I don't know. In that situation, I, really don't, know. I don't know. I wouldn't feel super comfortable. In the moment, because there could be exposure to a to a crime of, of some sort in in that regard, I I don't know, but that's uh, yeah, I really don't know, and I'm I'm um, probably um, probably glad that I'm a little naive about that. Right, I mean that's not a situation you want to stumble into at any point. So I mean it's it's uh, yeah, I mean but but a huge baseball series this weekend for Auburn against LSU. Yep, uh, we've been we mentioned the uh, the Braves and the Marlins. Braves go ahead and wrap that one up six three. As they continue to dominate the uh, the Miami, yeah, they're they're Miami now. Yeah, the Miami Marlins doesn't feel right. They're the California Angels and the Florida Marlins to me. I think the names were better when they were when they were both of those things. Yeah, I guess you think so. Yeah, yeah I guess so. California I th- I Angels, right. California, California. Drew, where are you on that one? California Angels, Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins. Yeah, I remember the Los Angeles Angels. They still are the Los Angeles I know, Angels, I, I think. I mean, that's what can... they were. That's what they were when they started, though. Shohei, Shohei plays. No, they weren't the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They were just the Los Angeles Angels. Sh- Shohei plays there for another uh, few months before he becomes a Dodger, you mean a Cubs? or something, or a, yeah. You mean a Cubs? I think I don't think he'll be an Angel. Recovery, Yankee. All right. That's right. Uh, let's let's announce the winner of the Saturday night Auburn LSU baseball tickets. Seriously? Seriously? We what a great baseball name. David Cohn. David Cohn. I don't know if it's the David Cohn. Well, it's a David Cohn. But it's our David Cohn. Congratulations. Has won a pair of tickets to the Auburn LSU game Saturday night. David will have those tickets uh here. You can stop by our studios on North Dean Road. Uh just uh the, there should be somebody. Well, I'll tell you what, you can come in anytime. Um, from eight o'clock 
Dan, you planning on being here at the end of the show tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I think I think okay. we can manage. Sure, that. you're going to be here. At the end say, of I'm, the not, show? I'm not going to be here at eight o'clock. No, but I mean, I'm saying <laughs> eight in the morning. There'll be there should be somebody here from eight a.m. tomorrow until six p.m. Uh, for you to pick up those Saturday tickets. I will not be here tomorrow. Bill's taking a personal day. I've got I've got some uh, things to to get done. Uh, at the house, and then and you're going to be able to go to the game too. I'm planning on that. Yeah, I'm trying to going to try to get as much stuff done outside, and then go relax at the ball game tomorrow night. Should so I'm just, looking forward to should that. Should be a really uh, exciting, busy weekend in Auburn with graduation happening. Cin- uh, Cinco traffic, de Mayo. Traffic is ridiculous. Yeah. C- Cinco de ridiculous. Mayo. And let me ask uh, our, uh, our you know oh boy our, our good our good friend and mayor. Why did they start working on College Street right there at uh, at Samford before graduation? Oh, it's awful trying to get off campus and go go South College. Oh, it's it's terrible. It and, is terrible. And already, folks filing in for the ceremonies this weekend, and uh, and yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of stuff going on. So be mindful if you're dri- driving around. Yeah, be careful. Going to be a ton of folks in town for everything that is uh, that is going on. And yes. Don't be, I would not be terribly surprised if uh, by Monday, when Brian Matthews is here in the studio with us, if, uh, if, if there is at least one addition to Auburn Athletics, could be football, basketball. I mean, we've talked about the quarterback situation with a lot of projections of Peyton Thorne to Auburn. Wondering when uh, Tyron Lawrence is going to make an announcement. What about some of the other players that Auburn's recruiting in both football and basketball? I think it's uh, not unlikely there'll be some more additions by Monday. Oh, certainly. I mean, the news the and, news could break at any at any moment. And then tomorrow, Justin Ferguson's going to be in with you and... Uh, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, there may be some news by that time tomorrow, but I'm sure Justin will will uh, look at some of those possibilities as well. And Justin's written about Peyton Thorne this week and how Peyton Thorne might fit into a Hugh Freeze offense. He's talked about some of the additions to the basketball program as well. And there's also the possibility, Bill, of basketball news. You could get a recruit. Oh, yeah, uh, Auburn, absolutely. Auburn's, Tyron Lawrence, Matthew Cleveland, who knows? Auburn's chasing after a couple guys that could announce at any time, and, and both of them would be uh, really big additions to this program. Yep, uh, with that, we're just about out of time here on the Thursday edition of The Drive. Once again, the winner of our Saturday night Auburn LSU baseball tickets, David Cohn. Um, I don't know. Maybe there are more tickets uh, to give away tomorrow, but that's all we had for today. Again, a, a, a fun show. We appreciate all the calls this afternoon. Dan, you and Justin have a great show tomorrow. Absolutely. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your day off, Bill. Oh, I, I don't know how much I enjoy working in the yard and, and doing things, but uh, just get me through it to baseball tomorrow night. That's going to do things for the Thursday drive.